Hi and welcome to the Connected Generation. My name is Nike Anani and I'm your host. Thank you for tuning in. It's awesome to have you on board. Today is episode 11 and we're talking through what are three things we should be doing in this interesting season we're in, right? And it is definitely a strange season where the whole world has been brought to a complete standstill and the tendency is in seasons such as this to just want to do nothing. But I believe that there are appropriate actions we can be taking in this downturn. The gift of downtime. Yes, I call it a gift because honestly, between you and I, towards the end of last year, I was exhausted of the grind. I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience where I was the only one that thought like the whole world was on steroids. It was just too fast. And I just felt like we didn't have sufficient time for the things that mattered. We didn't have sufficient presence of mind to stay and remain in the moments and savor in those great moments. And I just felt like the whole culture was just kind of like up and down, up and down, two, four, seven. So for me, this pause is a breath of fresh air. So the thing is, different seasons have different characteristics and require different actions, right? So for those that are in the agro space, right, you know, in planting season, you plant. Would you ever have guessed that? <laughs> and in the harvesting season, you harvest. Really though, Nike is a genius. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm just being quite silly today. But you get me, right? So what we're doing today will not look like what we were doing three months ago and may not look like what we will be doing in 18 months time. So I thought through three ideas on what it is that we can be doing right now that would be a productive use of our time as next gens in family businesses. Number one, number one, communication. I've heard several business mentors say that this downtime gives us an excellent opportunity to work on our businesses as opposed to in our businesses. And what's the distinction? What does that mean? Essentially that we now have time to think strategically rather than operations instead of just fighting fires, making the wheels turn, right? Being reactive. And applying that same concept to family businesses, I think this downtime gives us a great opportunity to work on our family business rather than in our family business. And for most of us, that means working on the family unit. That may come as a surprise to you as... Most people expect that the focus should be on the business, 
you know, how can we maximize revenue, maximize profits, new business lines, you know, how can we drive efficiencies, innovation, etc., etc. And I'm not diminishing the importance of those areas at all in the business. I love all that. I'm a business strategist. But in a family business, the family is like the secret sauce to this amazing recipe. So the soft, non-tangible stuff that's not easy to identify, that we often overlook and neglect, is usually the winner. In fact, in Dennis Jaffe's research on 100-year family businesses that have endured, a commonality he identified was that these enduring families focused not just on building a great business, but their priority was on building a great family. And how do we build great families? Through communicating. Incidentally, just a couple of days ago, I was led to a study by Williams and Presner. So these gentlemen did a 20-year study, looked at almost 4,000 families of wealth. And their purpose of the study was to simply understand why is it that business families lose wealth across generations? They concluded that... 60%, 60% of all wealth losses are attributed to lack of communication. Imagine that, 6-0% and a resulting breakdown in trust within the family. So communication, communication, communication. We cannot hear enough of it. And as Family businesses, you cannot do too much of it. We want to be intentional about cultivating cohesive families. And we do that by spending time together, right? So, for instance, this opportunity is great to, you know, bring those family members that are not active in the business, bring them up to speed on what's going on, on strategic matters, you know, And cultivating this family unit as a family business does not necessarily mean communicating about business matters only, you know, talking about succession, estate planning, structuring, diversification, and things like that. No, we can also spend time developing family trust, family capital, exploring common interests, common passions, Understanding our family history, understanding our family values, our purpose, and our legacy. And as I said, this stuff is often overlooked and dismissed. But all the evidence suggests that this is what usually differentiates enduring family businesses from those that are not. The second thing I think we need to be thinking about in this season is upskilling as next gens. And why is this so important? As I explained a few episodes ago in the episode termed Next Gen, This Is Your Hour, I believe with all that I am, 
that this is the hour for next gens. Given that we are digital natives, we're technologically fluent, this COVID slash entering into post-COVID hour has set us up for increasing rules of relevance and responsibility within the family enterprise. But we must be prepared for this relevance and responsibility. We must have the right weaponry in our arsenal. Otherwise, it will be death on arrival. <laughs> We're in a fast-changing world, and the speed of change went on steroids <laughs> when COVID arrived. Not only has the speed of change changed, but the scope of change has also changed. So as next-gens, we have to find a passion for learning. Because given the trajectory of the economy and technological change, we will be constantly learning new skills. And as Alvin Toffler, a philosopher, once wrote, that the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, but those that cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. Powerful, powerful words. And I can tell you a few things that we can do with unlearning right now. Our desire to cling to what we know and resist the new and unfamiliar. We have to be agile. We have to be able to let go of old rules that no longer serve us and learn the new relevant ones, especially in this fast-paced world we face. We have to give room for the new. I really believe to take on something new, we often have to let go of something old. Letting go of the old creates room for the new. But the challenge is that as human beings, we're creatures of habit, right? And we're addicted to the familiar. Our brains get petrified of anticipated change, not even actual change. Just anticipating the change can paralyze us into inaction. So sometimes the old that we have to let go of is a mindset that is not serving us. Sometimes it's a methodology. Sometimes it's a technology. Sometimes it's the leadership style. Sometimes it's the company we keep. Sometimes it's staff. It could be anything, right? But before relearning, we need to unlearn. And how do we relearn? Through online courses, goodness me, there's so many these days, right? Coaching programs, through associations and communities. Never underestimate the importance and power of peer-to-peer -peer learning. It's phenomenal. Or simply through the ancient of days way, picking up a book. <laughs> and the third thing we need to be thinking about in this season is having a great understanding of our existing customers. You know, it's often said that the customer is king. So in these times, we should really be studying these kings super carefully. And we need to go where they are. Are they online? We go there. <laughs> you know, these shutdowns, partial shutdowns, whatever, they're still going to be around for a minute. So, you know, there's an urgency to have an online presence, right? Websites, social media, 
email communications and possibly also taking your sales and marketing online where possible, right? But this digital strategy needs to be underpinned by concrete data that the customer desires this. So i.e. we must be driven by the customer's needs and wants. We can't just make assumptions by, for instance, only providing online shopping because we want to hold on to our existing customers as much as possible and they may not necessarily be interested in that mode of sales. Repeat business is the aim of the game, particularly in this season. And like I said, existing customer base may not be that way inclined. They may be, we don't know, we can't make assumptions, we must speak to them. So let's spend a lot of time talking to our customers, listening to them, understanding their current pain points because those current pain points may have changed from what they were a few months ago. Their current preferences, etc. Let's get a lot of feedback from them and let this be an iterative process so that the feedback we get from them drives the way we interact with them and we continuously get feedback and then we tweak process once again. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Wish you well and God bless you.